Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, hi, I'm Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest live in studio. Lisa Schmitz. She is running for the Indianapolis City County Council, District 17, southwest side of Indy. Very heavy Democrat City County Council, but... One of the races that has a lot of people interested in is what's happening in District 17. Lisa, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm great. And what I think is interesting is that your opponent, Jared Evans, who is the incumbent for this seat, he's running a negative campaign ad, not against you, but against Micah Beckwith for some reason. Explain this to me. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering who is actually running for office when I see that. So he's putting out mailers saying Lisa Schmitz is friends with Micah Beckwith. Well, we should explain who Micah Beckwith is. Well, he is basically the friend of Rob Kendall, who's running for the uh, lieutenant governor seat. He's pastor at Life Church, right? Who does not live in Marion County and is not <laughs> running for District 17. But all the material that I've seen is that you apparently are squeaky clean, Lisa, but that dirty Micah Beckwith, he's getting all the ire of your opponent. Yeah, I, I really don't understand it. I want to be judged on my capabilities and my uh, experience and my community involvement. And I think that when you start throwing daggers and arrows at other people in a campaign, they're trying to deflect. So It's just like Sharif and Hogsett. Hogsett's running these attack ads on Sharif saying, he, he voted for Donald Trump. He's for abortion. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the crime and the potholes and the homicides in this city? You know? I, I want to talk about the things that are important to <laughs> yes, District 17 and, right. and my community. You're not trying to change gun laws and abortion laws? No. Shocking. Wow. <laughs> no. That's, that's refreshing. So what is uh, a uh, Lisa Schmitz campaign about? It is about focusing on the people in the district, where they live, where they work, and the business owners within our community, all of that. Quality of life, that pertains to everything from leaving your house to drive to the grocery store through potholes to having to deal with squatters in your neighborhood who are setting houses on fire, um, you know, property taxes, you name it. All A lot of the things. stuff that some of the high-profile candidates in the city don't want to talk about. Correct. But those are the things that impact us every day. And I literally drive my district 20 times a day. I drive up and down Lynnhurst between Washington and Rockville Road. I drive Mars Hill, which is where we live, um, run a nonprofit community center that offers a lot of resources outside of what our original mission was to serve the people in our community. It's a very poverty-stricken neighborhood. And so the things I want to focus on are those things that actually impact their day-to-day life. Now, what is District 17? Like you mentioned the neighborhoods that you uh, mainly focus on. Right. How far does that go? So the boundaries of District 17, and I do want to clarify this. So thank you for asking. A lot of people don't understand where the boundaries are now that they've been redrawn. So as far west as Raceway Road, south 
is Troy Avenue all the way over to Belmont up to where Washington and Rockville meet, that little triangle. And then just south of Rockville, if you think about the railroad tracks you cross when you go up Lyndhurst, just south of that church, that is the north boundary all the way over to just east of Country Club, up to 10th Street, and then down Raceway. So northwest corner is where Gillespie Florist is at 10th and Raceway. Okay. And then all the way down the Troy and Belmont, there's not even a street there. So That's this is kind of a Ben Davis, Wayne De- Township, Decatur Central, almost no Decatur, no Decatur. Okay, right. So that's what's confusing because the way the map is drawn right now, it does include part of Decatur. But now this is all Wayne Township. But I, I say all Wayne Township, but it is not all of Wayne Township. Is the family video still over there? Wasn't that like one of the last family videos ever? Which one? Uh, over there by t- uh, 10th and Raceway. Uh, um, I don't think it's a family but, but video anymore. I think it's a vape store a, or something <laughs> no, now. I think it's a Hispanic grocery store. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was yeah. one of the last ones. No, I mean, I'm, I'm from that side of town. I've, you know, my, my grandparents lived on the west side, and uh, um, I, I don't think I ever went there to that video store. But I'm looking at your resume, Lisa, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am actually, I see the word, you, were, you worked in the corporate world for a while, and right. it looks like you worked for uh, one of my favorite stores ever growing up. Yes. Galleons. Everyone. Mrs. Gallions. Oh, Gallions, Gallions, was Gallions. Awesome. I went to the one on Pike Plaza Road on the west side all the time. Uh, pa- uh, Gallions, a hundred times better than Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh. Big. <laughs> I will not go Big into thing. Dick's Sporting Goods. No? No. Oh, no. Cross them off the list of yeah. potential sponsors for this program. Thanks, <laughs> Nigel, Lisa. Sorry, appreciate whatever. that. <laughs> we, we had a quote uh, when we were being bought out that I will not repeat on air, but I'm sure you can imagine I what we I think we, we can put two and two together, yes. <laughs> well, to speak to your comment about my resume, I do feel very fortunate that I've been able to work for for some amazing companies. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, I have on red today in honor of Bobby Knight. I'm a basketball fan. Um, I'm from Arkansas. I was one of the people running out of our house in 1994 when Arkansas won against Duke. And so huge basketball fan, but respect his leadership and um, the way that he commanded discipline and respect. But Indiana is so known for two main sports, the Indy 500 and basketball. And I got to work at the Speedway for almost eight years, the first eight years that I lived in Indiana. Cool. Uh, fun fact is I was the very first HR manager at IMS back in 1999. Nice. Yeah. How many times did you have to yell at A.J. Foyt? <laughs> you know, I didn't. He was the nicest man. He re- I almost got run over, though, by Dale Earnhardt Sr. Oh, oh wow. Man. In the garage when he was testing one day. Oh. No, to be no. fair, you were in his way. <laughs> uh, well, I was told ahead of time to make sure that I parked before I heard him come around turn four to come screaming into the garage. So I, I could tell he was coming. I stayed out of the way. Lisa Schmitz is our guest. She is running for a city county council uh, district 17 against Jared Evans. So I was part of an article in the Washington Post recently, along with Rob Kendall, talking about the homeless situation and the crime situation here in Indy. A lot of people take that as you're ripping on the city. It's not the case. I love Indianapolis. I live here. My family's here. I work here. I remember what the city was like just a number of years ago, how vibrant it was. I don't feel like that's the case anymore, Lisa. What can be done at a city county council level to make things better in Indy? Well, before I give you my answer to that question, I want to agree with you. And I want to tell you that when I moved here in 1995, 
and we came here to look at the city. It was right before Circle Center opened. Downtown was really becoming the cool place to be. Um, we decided to move here intentionally because of the fact that there was so much opportunity, a lot to do. It was a beautiful city. If I was in the process of doing that right now, I don't know that I would make the same decision. And to the responsibilities of city government and leadership, including the council, we need to come up with ways to help this problem. And I heard you guys talking about it earlier today. I think we have different categories of problem within problems within the homeless community, but providing, number one, a place for them to go. We don't have a central state anymore. We don't have a place for these people to actually go. Um, the mental health crisis, the addiction recovery uh, processes that we're doing are helping address the addiction recovery or the addiction part of it. That is such a huge thing. Addiction is one of the reasons these people get out on the street. And then they enjoy the life and they don't want to come back. They don't want to leave it. So I think there are just a lot of programs that we need to look at putting in place to help different categories of those problems. And I don't have all the answers. Right. Um, but I, I'm a networker. I'm someone who gets out there and puts organizations together that can, can collaborate to come to some type of, um, you know, reasonable solution to things like this. And so I think that's one of the things that I bring to the council is that collaboration, even with people that I don't necessarily agree with. Because I get accused of being insensitive to the homeless community from time to time. And it's really not that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel empathy. I really do for the family members that have nowhere to go, maybe they check into Wheeler Mission. Maybe they go to the Salvation Army, or perhaps they're just set up under a bridge or right. something for right now. To me, that's different than the people you see out here in Monument Circle that are aggressive panhandlers that just want money for drugs. Right. I agree. Um, we do a lot of homeless outreach Um my husband serves every Sunday down by uh, Mission 27 Resale. And this past Sunday, they served over 140 people, which was, I think, a record number. Um, so there are bigger problems that contribute to all of these problems. And I, I think we need to try to figure that out. We're not the only city dealing with this. Um, we had an issue in our neighborhood that involved a homeless group that was moving around from place to place. And one of the things that contributes to this is property owners not being held accountable for either fixing the property and selling it or boarding it up to the point that no one can get in it and squat in it. And it was right before our five-year anniversary of the Mars Hill Art Center, which is a nonprofit that my husband and I founded. And my husband went over and talked to these people and said, hey, we're going to have an event. We're going to be giving out free meals. If you guys need a meal, come on down. So we've engaged with these people to try to provide resources or connect them. They came down, got a free meal. A few days later, we drive by and EMS is there taking this, the same guy that my husband talked to out on a stretcher. He had OD'd and then he oh, died no. three days later. And then two weeks later, after we've called a million times about getting the house boarded up, they set the house on fire. So, and it's the property owners that could help preclude some of that activity. So there's so many layers to this. So finally, what sets you apart from your opponent, Jared Evans? I mean, what are you going to do differently that he isn't doing or what, what, what isn't he doing that you would do different? 
engaging with the people where they live, where they work, and focusing on our district and not on things downtown, like a big hotel downtown that mm. doesn't have an impact on our residents. In fact, um, the reason that I was inspired to run was after us as a, as a nonprofit and me as a small business owner trying to connect to a couple of counselors to get help within our community. And we were basically shut down, told that if we didn't have enough people in our community to get involved in these community meetings and crime watch and all that, that they're not going to pay attention to us because it looks like we don't care about our community and we're not involved. Um, we, we were told so many things like that, dismissed, um, talked to rudely, other constituents were talked about rudely with us, and I I just don't think that that's appropriate from someone in that position, and I, I think that I can do a better job, and I think I can listen and come with some solutions and just talk to people. I've had so many people that have said, I can't believe you knocked on my door, or I can't believe you called me back, um, and then a businessman the other day looked at me, and he goes, you're the one I've seen on my postcards, and I said, yeah, I am, and he's like, you came in? I said, I sure did. And that's what we're supposed to do as public servants, right? Um, not focus on yeah, says a lot that they were shocked. He, he was very shocked. Um, I did have to explain to him, though, I, I teach a stretching and movement class to 80-year-olds. And so I was dressed for my movement class. And so I think I looked out of context from my postcard. <laughs> so, And yeah. I love the reaction. Like, you knock on somebody's door. Wow, I can't believe you're knocking on my door. Yeah. I do it. God, I can't believe you're knocking on my door. <laughs> Where can people get more information, Lisa? LisaForIndy.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at LisaForIndy. And, you know, when you look my information up online, you go to my website, you'll find my phone number and my email and reach out. I will, I will call you back. I'll email you back. And happy to hear from folks that have questions. Southwest side. There you go. Lisa Schmitz, City County Council, District 17. Lisa, thank you. Thank you, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.